Skunk it. Get yourself all set up there, son. Okay, I am Get good. Get yourself all set up. <laughs> Get yourself... <laughs> Get yourself all shut up there, son. Drink. Get yourself a sit there. Get yourself. We'll have ourselves Get, a little. headphones in. We'll have, we'll have ourselves a little natter about films and that. Are you? <laughs> films. Is but, that the subject we're going for? That's the. <laughs> you know, all those years ago, we decided we'd never seen a film either of us, but we thought this is going to be our. <laughs> this is going to be our topic. We're going to dive in head first. <laughs> Let yeah, I mean that's the only way to learn, right? Exactly. My next podcast Making a will podcast be uh, Gothic Archers. Yeah, aye. I'm gonna make a podcast about whittling. <laughs> I'm gonna learn okay. how to whittle, <laughs> and it's gonna be called "Learning to Whittle a Little." <laughs> a learning that's experience a by Scott Morrison. Um, Danny, that's this is brilliant. Gonna, I like it. This is gonna most likely be our last, uh, our last video, um, our last video call. <laughs> Fucking hope so. I agree. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, as the as the world begins to open up around us, uh, we're now able to we are now able to appointment visitations to one another's abodes, mm-hmm. uh, which is exciting. Um, it just kind of didn't work this time because of time. But uh, next yeah. time. We should be in the bloody same room together, which is exciting. Yeah, I'll be able to. I'll be able to look from a distance, a safe two meter distance, <laughs> at that little baby face in person again. I'll be able to look longingly into those eyes. I hope you still have that haircut when I see you in person because it's so insane. And you I mean feel the like, lack of a haircut? I feel, well, yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like the the video doesn't do it justice, like because I can only see it from the one <laughs> angle. I feel like I need to see it from all. It just looks like you could shape that any way you wanted. It's <laughs> it's madness. I'm literally doing that. I could do whatever I liked with it. I have so much hair. That's what every hairdresser tells me whenever I get a haircut. Oh, you've got so much hair. Even when I don't have, like, even when I've already don't got a fairly hair. Short, yeah. short haircut, they still tell me, oh, you've got so much hair. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it means. I, I went to get... I mean, it's good. I went to get my haircut yesterday, and... um. When uh, I went up to the, the 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 barber's chair, like my barber kind of laughed and he was like, "Oh, you're like your hair's so long." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, and he was like, "Oh, have you have you not done anything with it since the last time you were in?" And I, I just went, "Oh no, you know, I, I you know I trimmed my beard, but I didn't want to tackle the hair." But in my head, I was like, "Yeah, no, of course I did. That's what I come to you for. You know, how, <laughs> you know how to cut hair. I don't." <laughs> I was like, do you yeah, think I if I could do wait. myself to this, I'd be paying you? <laughs> um, although I, I can do the beard by myself now, and I feel like I make quite a good job of it. So I'm like, well, I saved myself three three extra pound there. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, but then if I just pay the extra three pound, it's just done there and then. Whereas when I don't, I then have to come home and do it myself. And it's like, hmm. it's just like adding on more more work. You know what I mean? So maybe it'll just be nice to know that I can do it. You know what I yeah. mean? It'd just be nice to know that if the situation arises, I'm like, yeah, I could trim my own beard. No fucking That's nice. bother. Um, but I thought, Danny, since this is most likely our last one, we should try and do try and do a little virtual a virtual toast, if you will, a virtual cheers. Um, yeah. We try and make some. I'm gonna try and. I don't know. That might make a good enough noise. Uh, so we'll try and we'll try and do this quite nicely. But uh, here's okay. to our here's to our last video podcast, Danny. Cheers.
Yeah, yeah. I mean, rattled my tin water bottle quite quite hard there. So it's, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that is exciting. Uh, and I'm also very keen because we we've talked about it before, where it's like I think the the, the concept of kind of watching the movies by ourselves separately is not as mm. fun as when we watch them together. And so, um, you know, we're gonna do another just topic episode this week. Uh, yeah. we're just gonna talk about a bunch of shit. Uh, which you've prepared, I've not. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I currently have no job, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I've got so much time, guys. This is your Think job. Think how prepared this episode is. <laughs> I would imagine it'll... Every two weeks. I would imagine it'll still be on par with episodes we have been very prepared for. <laughs> exactly. It's because the chemistry is the thing that sells it. I can't prep chemistry. <laughs> you can't prep chemistry. Danny Jones. And they're sitting there writing. Oh, and this is when me and Scott have a lovely moment. <laughs> yeah, you, you actually send me the script to these episodes like weeks in advance. <laughs> oh, that would be so appalling if I scripted this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be ashamed to admit it. That's just why I'm not admitting it right now. That's why we're always so good at staying on topic because, like you said, it's all, it's all written down beforehand. We've spent weeks memorizing it all. We know exactly what we're meant to say. It's convincing how it, I, I'm always impressed at how convincingly we laugh at one another, even though we know the joke is coming. Ha 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 ha! Oh, sorry, I was a bit, I was a bit. Uh, sorry, I missed my cue. <laughs> I missed my cue off. So sorry, Scott. Look, we'll, we'll fix it in edit. Don't worry about yeah, it. Don't worry. Get about an alternative it. take. Can you say it again, and I'll laugh properly? We'll I've forgotten what I said. I didn't memorize this far into the script. Refer to page three. I was hoping my years of improv that I didn't take would uh, help us get through the next the next chunk. Um, <laughs> it sure it will. But yeah, no uh, no film this week. But we are going to come back with a fucking absolute bang next week because I'm going to list all my reason or not next week, two weeks from now because I'm going to show Danny Gemini Man and then try because I know you're not going to enjoy it. Or maybe you will. Maybe it will be one of these I don't like, know. weird ones that like you see where I'm coming from. Because I remember the time I tried to show you the village. And you laughed. You practically laughed in my face that entire episode. Yeah. And I felt like, yeah. a, I felt like a stupid little boy that day. Um, the, the script was very thin that week. I didn't say much. I just laughed in your face. <laughs> but, you know, this time I'm, I'm like, it'll either go one of two ways. Like, either you'll be bored shitless and be like, what the fuck is this? Or you'll kind of get where I'm coming from and, like, maybe be a little bit more on board with the film than it seems like, hmm, 95% of the population of the world has been. <laughs> um, but, you know, that that's for another week. That's next week. You haven't... I get it. You're only halfway through the script for that episode. You know, yeah. you still got time, man. I've, like, I've written the script for one Will Smith. I've just not done the second. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see? Because you know, I don't know anything about the whole situation, but I know Will Smith has been involved in some gossip recently. Uh, yeah, some family gossip. I think. Uh, and um, there was an Onion uh, uh, article, and the headline was like, "Will Smith reveals that he was in a um, a, a relationship with him, his younger self on the set of Gemini Man," <laughs> which I thought was very good. That's funny. um but yeah that's that is next week this week uh we're just gonna talk about some some bullshit it's gonna be you've got some stuff you want to talk about uh i know that hamilton was thrown around 
Um, Hamilton. I warned you that's ahead. The, that's the cultural phenomenon. I warned you ahead of time that I had literally no hot takes on Hamilton. I was like, my re- my review of Hamilton will be the most vanilla, like bland review of Hamilton you'll ever hear because it just aligns with what most people think of Hamilton. Um, but uh, do you want to introduce the show and then we can just probably get into Sutton or other? What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones, and with me co-hosting is both versions of Will Smith himself, Scott Morrison. Long-haired and short-haired Scott Morrison. That's who's been like all this <laughs> Um I also had to take out uh in, ter- in terms of hair i also had to take out um my girlfriend's extensions recently like her hair extensions um oh okay yeah because well, you meant out for yourself because uh, like, that's another like yeah <laughs> what if I, my hair's been short the whole lockdown i just wanted to fit in <laughs> i'm so I like, sorry yeah, guys, my smart, hair's long guys. too like <laughs> um yeah no i had to take out uh i had to take out katie's hair extensions which was um pretty mentally fucking stressful uh but i managed it without causing any damage to her hair and um basically what i'm getting at is when we see each other in person in a couple of weeks if you've not had your hair cut would you like me to do it for you because apparently a i know how to remove extensions if you've got anything going on there and b like i said apparently my hairdresser had a lot of confidence in my abilities <laughs> he seemed baffled <laughs> at the fact that i had not cut it since i last saw him um so you know maybe i'd be able to tackle it for you maybe maybe i have got uh, like i've got no extensions i just want to clarify for anybody who's like writing for the press or anything for the ghost columns <laughs> this is all natural it's length all, right it's all here, done right yeah, this is like natural length that you. I don't know if you can hear this on the mic. Well, this is like I'm the only one who can length. see this, but it is abs- it is absurd. <laughs> you, How dare you? Um, but I what I now know is that if you ever get stranded on like a desert island or anything, you'll look good. You know what I mean? Aww. Once the hair gets Aww. a bit crazy, like you're still still gonna look good. So I'll look eccentric but fun, <laughs> and that's what they'll say when they pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Danny he was hungry, in. eccentric, and fun. <laughs> we heard that we heard his eccentric yet fun siren song, and we just couldn't resist. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what get me off the island. So what? Um, uh, what do you want to? What do you want to fucking talk about? What? what what's on your should mind? Should we? Should we? Should we talk up front about the ten dollar founding father without a father? How many words? <laughs> how many words can he rhyme with Andrew Burr, sir? <laughs> so many uh, so that is the big thing that's the big thing right now disney plus released um a filmed version of the theatrical production of uh hamilton yeah. by lin-manuel miranda yeah it, it's um, cool because it's like it's like the original it's like the 2016 show so it's yeah. all the original cast and stuff which which is good um yeah uh, uh apparently it was meant to be a cinema release like it was going to be a whole thing. Yeah, you could go see Hamilton in the cinema, um, and then because of that the makes whole sense, coronavirus situation, they decided to take advantage of Disney Plus and put on Disney Plus, which is pretty cool because I think we've talked about it before. But like, I kind of feel a lot of the time like I'll go past Disney Plus on my like video apps, and I'll just kind of think, why do I own this really? <laughs> like, I'm just I'm just paying for this because it's just a thing to have, isn't it? 
and because the Mandalorian yeah. looked quite good. Um, so it was nice to have something that you were like, I was like buzzing for, and it's like, oh, and it's on Disney Plus, like that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, what did you what did you think about it? Because obviously it's been a cultural phenomenon for so fucking long, and now we can <laughs> yeah, I mean, join the conversation. That's the thing about it. That 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 is the exact phrase I would use. Is like it Hamilton has been like talked about as this huge thing, like that it, it was so big that barely anybody could get tickets for it in New York, um, and now finally it's able to be viewed by the the masses. Uh, and I've been like following it for like a few like a couple of years now, being like. I'd really like to watch that. Like that would that seems really intriguing, yeah. um, and it's had so much praise. And it's one of those things. That if, of course, if it has that much praise, you're like drawn in. Of like, oh, I really want to know yeah. what's um, what's behind this. And uh, I really fucking loved it. It was really really cool. I watched it, and I was like, because it's like almost three hours long, but I really didn't feel it. Like I was going through and being like, like completely drawn into the world of uh, Hamilton. Yeah, I think that's a product of it being a musical as well. I always feel like hmm. because you know you're in the rhythm of the song, Energetic. man, and you know if the song's lasting like four minutes, you get to the end of your your favorite song, and it's like, all right, we're on to the next thing. But five minutes have gone by, and like we're all good, like you know we're we're chugging along, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it too. I liked it a lot. I was mostly just impressed by like because the whole thing is basically it's all kind of spoken word rap stuff. Um, yeah. and they're fucking rattling out a hundred words a minute and it's two and a half hours long and i'm like how could you know i mean you know we 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 have a we have our hat in this ring because you know we memorize this podcast every week but um yeah the script and i, like, I and i often write a rap for you yeah <laughs> um but i was like how how do you come up with this and how do you how how do you like keep this in your head and manage to fucking like it's just it's just insane to watch mm. frankly uh, in, like uh, ridiculously impressive um yeah but yeah i always assumed mm. that the way i would see it would be like that um like i always assumed at some point they would release it in some sort of like dvd mm. format or streaming service where you'd be able to watch it like that i never had any illusions that i would see it in the theater no no, me neither. I, I thought maybe I would see it, like, in the cinema. Like, a live performance yeah. streamed, uh, like, in the cinema. Um, I wouldn't have definitely thought... It was, kind of, it was kind of weird being like, now it's on Disney+, Plus, so you can just go watch it. Because you're like, oh, that seems... Like, it's this big cultural phenomenon. It's huge, Hamilton. It's, like, the biggest, like, original musical uh, to have come out for a long time. Um, and, oh, it's just on Disney+, Plus now. Mm. There you go. If you, if you weren't doing anything tonight, just press a couple of buttons and it's there in front of you um which is such a bizarre concept but there was quite um, a build-up to it getting released hmm. on streaming like i feel like there was adverts all over the place and there was a lot of hype like towards it so i think that that whole kind of hit cultural phenomenon that kind of carried over into the fact that it was releasing on streaming because now it's like all the fucking peasants like me and you can watch it <laughs> Yes, the unwashed um, masses. Do you ever? Which is a terrible time to be an unwashed mess. Do you find yourself sitting watching it, and all the people are in the crowd, and you're like, "Oh, they're a bit close." (laughs) (laughs) I find that with most things I watch these days. Yeah, it's. I I was watching something the other day, and like they were just passing this thing along the group, and I'm like, "Oh, don't do that." Yeah. Uh, Come on, lads, calm down. Just watching watching a movie, like. 
it's like what every movie now just feels like it's from another world because they, yeah. they're just doing what yeah, they want it really does they're just doing what they want they're going where they want no one's stopping them they can touch a, a person a stranger <laughs> if they want if they if, if it if they so choose and i'm like we can't do it they, they see a shop they see a shop and they walk in unless it's closed they walk right into it they yeah just walk right into it watching right into the shop watching school of rock you might as well be watching blade runner <laughs> at this point yeah, you know I mean, it's just yeah. so far fetched. Um, it's ridiculous. But uh, I, yeah, no, Hamilton, uh, just really great uh, and really fun. I found the one thing I have I found about it. It's not. It's not. Uh, I think because the because the film or the the show, it almost is like just four songs. It's like four big songs that just inter twine with each other and yeah. come back and play and stuff like that and there aren't really any like this isn't a bad thing this is just a, a thing um like there aren't really any like songs if that makes sense so i found mm. myself like trying to listen to it on spotify uh and finding it quite difficult because there's not like oh yeah this is like this is the yeah. this song it's just kind of it's just kind of like yeah this is this bit of the two and a half hour musical you don't have a favorite i like the king I was a big fan of the king. Yes. Anytime he showed um, up, I think because he looks a lot like uh, Dennis Reynolds from okay. Always Sunny. <laughs> He's got those same like manic eyes. Um, <laughs> but I was a big fan of the king. Uh, I I did really um, I really liked. Um, what did I miss? Darwin. What did I miss? Is fun. I watched a video recently about it where someone where they pointed out that. Uh, that song stands out a lot because the whole point of that song is that he's meant to have been gone and missed the whole revolution. So while the rest of the show is primarily rap, he comes in with this more kind of like, like glam rock kind of hmm. thing going on, and it's uh, a bit more out of place. But it's because he's sort of you know that they sort of portray the revolution as like it's it's all through rap and then he he's not been there for that so he shows up but he's just like wait i'm doing like the old school like rock and roll thing uh, and things like that it's like a lot of hindsight stuff where i'm like oh yeah that that's like kind of amazing um yeah mental that everyone was just shooting each other in duels back then but uh you know <laughs> <laughs> that is a bizarre, that's a bizarre thing that they would have they would have done like I already like found it because I didn't know anything group. about Alexander Hamilton. So when his son died from being in a duel, I was like, "Oh, that's mental." And you look it up and you're like, "Oh yeah, died during a duel." And then it gets to the end, and like Alexander Hamilton's getting ready to duel, and I was like, "Surely he's not going to make the same mistake, is he?" <laughs> and then he makes the same mistake. Yeah. <laughs> he throws away his shot. Symbolism. He does by firing a shot. Um, my favorite is "Wait for It." I like that's the song I've listened to on repeat right now. Like um. I don't know why. Really, I really, really love that that song, mm. and um, I was—I think that's the most surprising thing about Hamilton is I didn't really know who Aaron Burr was, but then watching it, I was like, "Sir," really captivated him by like his like relationship with Hamilton, and I felt like that's what most of the musical is about. Aaron Burr and like Hamilton, I figured like really, and that "Wait for It" song is just like I just figured such. I listened to it. I've listened to it so often since yeah. it's come out. I've listened to quite a few of the songs really. Um, um, but that one, I was like, "That's the particular. That's my favorite song." It's good, man. I like. It. Maybe I should yeah. go back and like. Yeah, maybe I should go back and uh, try and listen to it again. Um, I, th- I think I the do- only other thing is like um, the timing of the release. I feel like 
they've they've left it like a month late because like they've there's been obviously some backlash about the fact that it really skimps over the fact that the founding fathers own slaves yeah um but i just i think what the the most annoying thing for some sort of disney executive out there is if it was like just a, about a month or just over a month ago it wouldn't have been as like focused on yeah um but because of all like the black lives matter and the black lives matter movement um has like thrown up a lot of like uh, in in a good way it's thrown up a lot of media that's like hey this is questionable this is questionable this is questionable and like it, a lot of stuff has been under the spotlight because of this movement and then hamilton comes along and has these people that were literally sla- and like slave like yeah. involved with slavery Chooses to kind of brush uh, over they, that a little bit yeah it's like oh if you were just like a month earlier just roughly a month earlier you'd have like you'd have probably got the backlash but it'd have been so much after it wouldn't have mattered mm. yeah uh, i found it interesting that the the, the the musical always seems to try and justify his adultery um kind of tries to justify i mean shit, i don't think it justifies but not just but it tries to make it seem like he's really torn up about it and he's making excuses for it and things like that and it's like nah i mean dude's probably just a fucking probably just wanted this hole <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like it's which which is kind of it's kind of weird isn't it because like we don't need alexander hamilton to be a perfect person because he's a protagonist in this like musical mm. and he's also a real person so like you don't need him to be perfect even remotely so you feel like yeah you're like hey Lin miranda you can let go a bit like you can just he can be he can do stupid things because he's a historic figure and we i kind of assume that pretty much all historic figures have done stupid things in their lives that make no sense to us so yeah i think that's fair to say (laughs) um but yeah i would definitely uh, i'm very glad that i've seen it now and i can be involved in the conversation even though my conversation is just like yeah it was really good i liked that a whole lot don't have anything controversial to say about it i'm not that guy (laughs) Uh, except with gemini man obviously um obviously what else uh what else you what else you got for me baby uh, well, if you just turn to page six in the script <laughs> to find the next topic. So I was thinking of like... Wait, are these not well, the pages you changed last minute? Because I don't think I got sent the, the, the new Some pages. of them, the, the, the amendments were pretty, um, they were pretty like minimal. Um, because obviously I know, Scott, that you're not great at memorizing things at the last minute. Did um, you make amendments just, because uh, we're talking about Hamilton? Yeah, well, obviously I had to add that in. First especially amendment? Especially the slavery stuff, because that was pretty recent. <laughs> right well, we're brilliant we, we're doing we got great written down i was thinking we're halfway there. through i've got i've got written down here but they're halfway through what would have been the summer blockbuster season and i've yeah. got a list of films here i wanted your so, so like I'm, I'm i'm gonna do you want I'm us to review films that should have been out by now because there's a lot of films <laughs> No, I, I more want an impression um, of what you think the plot twists are. No, I, I want more of an impression of, like, what you feel you've missed so far. <laughs> right, okay. I'm going to list through a bunch of films. We, I'm going to fire we... through them, because otherwise we'll get we'll get hung up on them all day. Right, okay. Fire through them, baby. Hit me some. Oh, I feel like... I right, so here's... No, in no particular order. I've got... Okay. Yeah, see, because I just yeah. spoke, and then you were speaking, and then you stopped and looked at me like, I think we've fallen out of sync. I think we might need to restart this video call. Okay. 
Right, that's no problem. Right, don't bother stopping recording. Just yeah, just no stop worries. the video call and call me back. Hello, Scott. If you're listening to this in the post, this is Danny on his own, in in the loneliness of the world. It's scary. I might die someday. I will die someday. I might die soon. You never know. Probably not of COVID. Unlikely, it seems, but you know, it's not impossible. I was just thinking that you know, death is inevitable, and I'm okay with that as principle. But I just hope it doesn't hurt. That's that's the more thing I'm worried about. Is that I hope death doesn't hurt. Um, and of course the process going up to death is going to hurt because you know the body doesn't like dying so it's going to have all these nervous re- like nerve reactions I, I want to get hit by a truck something like so smack fast I didn't see the truck coming and then it'll be like oh my god then the body will be like ah I didn't see that coming getting hit by a truck um, and then it'll just happen like happen but yeah I don't want it to be long and painful that'd just be tedious you know what I mean a lot to think about if you if you're uh, if you're still with me on this on this tangent. Hope you are. I don't know what else to say. Oh, you've tried to call me back, even though you said for me to call you. But you've tried to call me back. Okay. Okay, so I think we tried to call each other at the same time. There we go. Hello. Hello. There we go. We back. Oh, you're very... You're still a little bit out of sync, I think, but... Right, I'm going to turn my Wi-Fi off and see if my I'm data I'm trying to use help. my data to see if that helps, but I don't think it is. I think it's made it worse. Nope. Okay. Hello. Hello. Oh, that was a bit delayed. Yeah, you're delayed as well. Fuck's sake, man. We've not had this happen in a while. No, not this severe. Yeah, but I can like see you talking before I hear what you're saying. I see I can see you talking and like hear you talking at the same time. Mm, that sounds nice. <laughs> Do you want to... You've got WhatsApp. Do you want to try that? Yeah, we could try WhatsApp. Right, call me on WhatsApp. Cool. I'll call okay. you. Oh, cut off a bit too quick. Hey, if Scott, if you're still here and we're not doing well, I'll try WhatsApp. My, my thinking of WhatsApp is like, hey, it's a different... <sighs> Technical work. difficulties... Suck. Anyway, uh, this is a meaningless universe. Fuck you, coronavirus. It is hard to find any sort of meaning, of course, in that meaningless universe. That doesn't make any sense, Danny. Come on. You idiot. You look Some stupid. weak shit. Same right things here. like this. Um, oh, I don't oh, even Danny, know. Call I, me back. How do I, like, call you on WhatsApp when I haven't even... What's he up to? I wonder if he's talking at his mic. Oh, hang on. Let's and I'd be able to edit together our conversation. New contacts. Or edit together whatever. I don't know. Maybe he's is saying that, something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. How are you doing? You all right? You good? 
This is weird. See if this works. In my flat by myself, talking in a microphone. Oh, here he goes. He's calling. It's end to end encrypted. If you wanted to know that. Hello. Hello. Oh, who were you talking to? It we, says connected. Were you talking to somebody there? You're upside down. Uh, no, I was just talking out loud. It's so you. <laughs> What's Why going on? Why would adjust that? <laughs> Why would it adjust? What the? <laughs> so I'm gonna have to. I do, we don't sound delayed though. No, we're not delayed. That's good. But I can't set my camera this way because it's hooked up to a charger. Right, I'm going to have to take the charger out. God damn it. <laughs> were you talking to into the microphone while we were gone? Yes. Yeah, I did a little bit of that too. I'm curious as to if we, if I edit that together, what it's going to sound like. <laughs> the thing is, I won't hear what you said. You'll hear what I said. Yeah, well, that's it. So I'll be able to pick and choose what I leave in. I can't wait. Uh, anyway, we've been going for seven minutes now and have yet to say anything of any real note. Uh, <laughs> Shall I start from the top? Yes, you were going to run down, just in case our audio was fucking weird, uh, you were going to run down the blockbusters that we should have seen. Uh, we were just going to see how we kind of felt about them for a feeling like we missed out. Yeah. Okay, hit me. Hit me Am I starting from the top or are you edit, ed- editing all this in? Oh, it's, I mean, you know, I'll cut, I'll cut around, but some of it's going to keep it staying. Because <laughs> I want to convey one last time how shit this setup has been and how much I can't wait till next time when we can just be in the same fucking room. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. Then I'll go through, I'll go through the films that we have missed. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2, Black Widow, Free Guy, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, Minions Rise of Gu- um, Gru <laughs> That's the one uh, <laughs> That's the one I was gutting about <laughs> Done For £10,000 Am I supposed uh, to stop Mulan. you when I'm upset That I didn't see one of these? No I'll, I'll go through them And then you I've can yet? tell me okay. afterwards what's upset you Mulan No Time to Die Soul Tenet Top Gun Maverick Wonder Woman 1984 New Mutants And Next week would have been French Dispatch and Jungle Cruise, and just at the end of this month would have been Morbius. I don't even know what Morbius is. Oh, the la- the, the the yes, the Jared Leto, yeah, Last Vampire, yeah, Patter. Aye, uh, I would say, I would say the only one on that list I've genuinely got and I haven't seen yet is New Mutants. <laughs> It's like it's weird, isn't it? Because um, I was looking at I was looking at the films we've missed, and I was like. I'm not sad about most of these. <laughs> I'm not sad about any of those, except maybe a bit sad. No, I'm because I'm not sad. Like I'm like I'm like gutted that No Time to Die didn't come out. But then at the same time, like I feel like it's probably going to be bad. I feel like all the yeah, trailers like weren't very be. good, so that can't be very like that's you know if that's uh, reflective of what the film's going to be like, then I'm probably not going to enjoy it. Tenet, I really want to see, uh, but you know kind of looks like inception which i already know i enjoy yeah. and i feel like i'll probably enjoy tenet in some capacity um i don't have yeah. the whole kind of i know there's like a weird backlash against christopher nolan now uh i don't really like that's fine i get it if you don't wait think wait he... is that the whole chair thing or is that something different no i think there's just a general i think there's just a general kind of backlash against christopher oh. nolan i think because of the fact that he became so popular that now there is kind of a an anti-Chris Nolan movement of like, oh, he's not that fucking good and look at how bad, like, this is and look at how he doesn't know how to use close-ups properly and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, ah, that's, you know, that's fine. Like, ah, definitely, you can think he's overrated. Uh, I think his movies, for the most part, are still all 
My uh, my only but... back like my only thing about Christopher Nolan I've always had, and I've been I feel like I have been very expressive about this, is that I feel like his dialogue isn't great when he writes. Scripts. Yeah, it's always quite his dialogue. I think it's not even just emotionless. It's always like everybody speaks in these grand like sentences that feel like. By the way, did you know this is the most important thing that's ever happened in the world right yeah. now ever? And I've always felt that like it makes his films heavier. Like it's not not heavy in the sense of like depth, but heavy in the sense of like it makes them drag more than they need to. Mm. And yeah, that does part of that is the fact they're emotionless, but part of them like the fact is like there's yeah, the characters are very self-grandizing throughout the whole thing that's the only thing like after that i think he's a fantastic filmmaker yeah uh you know big fan of things like conception and you know the dark knight's the obvious one and i don't know if maybe like a lot of i, I don't know i wonder if maybe the backlash towards like the dark knight or anything is to do with the way that the joker has been embraced by quite a a, a, a toxic incels yes i was gonna say yeah quite <laughs> like a, a a toxic corner of society that maybe that's the thing it's like well you know that movie kind of because of the peak the kind of people who have like adopted the joker as like an idol seems quite cringy then like the movie itself feels a little bit cringy um hmm. i almost i almost don't even know what it would be like to watch the dark knight now removed from that kind of like cultural background i guess not but, but, but you know what i mean like it'd be like I, I want to watch the dark knight again unclouded by everything that comes with the dark knight if that makes sense yeah i don't know i feel like heath ledger's joker stands us as part from like incel and white supremacy culture uh it's very anarchy but i don't feel like it it's not like walking phoenix one where there's almost a sort of justification for um like feeling angry at society yeah. specifically like i feel like there's a it's a lot more nihilistic um heath ledger's joker like in all sense of the words nihilistic rather than walking phoenix being so focused on a specific subject yeah i get you i get you um aside from that though the thing is i would have seen all of these most likely minus yeah. a handful yeah. I probably would have seen all of these. But when you list them out to me like that, as like, this is what you could have seen. I'm like, I don't really care about a single one of those. Yeah. I was, I was, that's what my point ended up was going to be. Was like, there's quite a few of them that I'm just like, not that fussed about. There's New Mutants, like, 100%. I, new Mutants, I want to see purely like because of the context. Like, I, I want to yeah. know after all this time, after all this fucking effort all this chatter all the delays i just i want to know what the film is like i just i just i'm so hmm. desperate to know um you know that that's a similar vibe for me like it is very much it almost feels academic watching that yeah like, yeah i'd like to know what like what what has happened I'm gonna get project. my finest and there's a, there's a... Uh, pipe and my finest uh <laughs> spectacles and we're gonna that that's going to be we're watching a film we're not watching a movie daddy we'll be watching stroking, a film stroking yeah. a chin there's a there's a sense of that in the morbius film i really don't care about the morbius film but i do i'm quite interested to see what sort of sticky minefield deal that marvel and spider-man yeah have. because the morbius trade the last morbius trader hinted that like michael keaton's vulture is going to be in it yeah well so he I'm literally is to see in the, the trailer film. isn't he like that is yeah the vulture right yeah 
Right, well, I mean, we assume so. Like, I don't think they say it, do they? I don't know, I can't remember. I don't know. But I anyway, it's like, I, I want to know <laughs> how far, like, they're allowed to go and stuff. But I assume, I, I maybe almost too sort of cynically, I assume it's going to be bad. Because oh. there's just nothing about it appeals to me. Like, yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of Venom. Um, I was. Uh, we were big I'm fans of Venom fan in, of in a different Lito. way. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it was an early 2000s film way after early 2000s. Yeah, I was trying to describe it to um, uh, my friend Barry and listener of the show, Barry. Hi, Barry, if you're listening. Uh, Hi, Barry. I was trying to describe it to him and I said that. I was like, oh, it is. it, it feels like, you know, you remember those, those kind of superhero movies from the early 2000s. It feels like one of those. Um, but I was like, it does have a terrific scene. If you can see it on YouTube, I'd recommend it, uh, where Tom Hardy gets into a lobster tank and tries to eat a raw lobster. Uh, why is that one of the only scenes I can ever remember? Because why wouldn't you remember that? It's so like, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> but then Woody Harrison has that wig. Oh. <laughs> like one of the most That's after famously credits. bold men you could ever. Be, you could walk out of that film right as the credits start rolling and miss the best thing that film has to offer, which is Woody Harrelson in the wig. And the fact that they're promising that to us as for a whole movie for the next one like bring it on sony bring it on how how far through the film do you reckon it'll get before woody harrison's character shaves his head because they always love to do that don't they that's another thing i fucking hate about like comic book movies and stuff (laughs) is when they have a bald character they can never just let them be bald there always has to be a reason they're bald (laughs) but he's not a bald character or not? Well, no. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh. Sorry. I was like, because you said like shave their head, but he's not a bald character. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about Carnage and that. But I was more thinking just... of um. I think it's so funny that they that you know. That I was thinking of like Batman versus Superman, where they have Lex Luthor, but it's like, oh, this is a different Lex Luthor. So what's the one thing we can do to visually convey that he's different? Give him long hair. Other Lex Luthor, no hair. This Lex Luthor, so much hair, more hair than you. Well, I mean, Gene Hackman's Superman, like, his Lex Luthor had hair. But, like, yeah, but the that's point old, of his Danny. Lex Luthor... <laughs> that's, like, before 1990. Um, but hit the point of his character is he was always bold. He was just always wearing wigs, mm. which sort of added to his insecurity. Like, oh, I don't want to be bold, so I'm wearing wigs all the time. But there was that X-Men movie as well. Where, like, I was just... You just assume that the reason professor x is bald is just because he's bald <laughs> and they're like oh no like he becomes bald. apocalypse like fucking singed his hair off with mind powers and it's like <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> why is he not just bald but they do the same in that it's uh, like you watch like days of future past and again it's like how do we convey that he's a different professor x give him long hair give him the longest hair make sure it's as unkept <laughs> and greasy as possible Ooh, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best, James McAvoy. All we need um, all we need to do is get you a blazer with a hoodie sewn into it, and you could be Lex Luthor from Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd quite happily do that. I'll do that for you. I'll, I'll even shoot some scenes for the uh, Zack Snyder I, I, I think maybe we need to start a league of our own, and then there were no more movies. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the last one. <laughs> well, you you say that segue, but Wonder Woman eighty four's in there. That's true. Uh, that's that true. one is that's one that's one of the film. There are a few films on this that I was semi looking forward to. Like I I quite like the look of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, um, you, of course, you I'm would. on board. I'm You're like a fucking simp for Ghostbusters, mate. <laughs> mate. I liked the reboot. The reboot was fine. Everybody calm down. The, the reboot was fine. Atrocious. If you want to hear our thoughts, go back and listen to that episode. We're about 16 when we recorded it. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's as good as this. It's probably better, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> we're in sync more often. Uh, Black Widow is in there, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Um yeah most of these are like films that are like yeah they might like there's probably in here like a film that turns out to be fucking fantastic and it is ghostbusters afterlife no matter what you say but it could be any of these films except it could be ghostbusters afterlife um so example like (laughs) i I like like the morbius thing of being curious of like where marvel ends and where spider-man begins i was curious i'm curious to have seen what happened to top gun maverick i'd love to watch that film to- by now to have- I mean, we- to have seen what they've done with it we watched uh, the first top gun for this podcast and I- if i remember rightly neither of us enjoyed it <laughs> and I- but no, i think I wasn't, a lot I wasn't of that had to do man. with I- we've talked i feel like i've said the word like the words culture around this like a lot tonight but i think a lot of that had to do with the conversation around Top Gun, where I'd always been sold Top Gun as like, oh, it's you know hilarious, eighty or is it eighties or nineties Top Gun? Eighties. Eighties kind of cheese. Eighties. Lot of Tom Cruise and his pals running around naked on the beach playing volleyball, and I'm like, that sounds hilarious. Then you get like fifty minutes into it, and his friend dies, and then the rest of the movie is just him sad because his friend died. And I was like, what? This is a fucking bummer. <laughs> like... But that sex scene though. That sex scene is that's, that's what one fucking ridiculous, um, but yeah, like I just have no like I didn't like the first one and I have no real interest in the second one. It's just another one of those films that's like yeah, of course they're making a Top Gun two because that's what you do now. You just you reboot. You, well, not even reboot. You make sequels like thirty years later. That's that's like the in thing. Hmm. Um, so I guess my point is, did is it? Did COVID-19 come at the perfect year for summer blockbusters? It might have. I feel like I saw all the movies I wanted to see before the lockdown happened. Like I got to see yeah. I got to see Parasite, I got to see The Lighthouse. Um I got to see I'm forgetting The History of Ned Kelly. I think that's what it was called. Um you know, I got to see the movies that I wanted to see. I think that one thing that sta- the one thing that's worth saying though is all of those are like summer blockbustery stuff. I think the thing that's sad is that there's probably a lot of really great stuff that's not marketed in that same way that we have probably missed hmm. to the point where Absolutely. when something like uh like Five Bloods came out on Netflix, I was really excited to watch that because I was like this is kind of the closest we can get right now to watching a new film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know, kind of by by a, a well-known director, like an auteur director who has a style, uh, and this is kind of his story that he wants to tell. And I'm like, that you you know, you're not going to get much of that this this year, really. So when something like that comes out, you got fucking you got a latch on. on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I feel like the Five Bloods was like felt like such a big event. 
um for me because yeah because i was like this is kind of the closest we're gonna get i think for the foreseeable future because god knows what is going to be playing when the cinemas open up again uh i think i've noticed they're advertising some like russell crowe revenge film yeah and i'm like yeah this is what you're fucking getting people in with this russell crowe i know is he singing in this one people like one was it warner brothers they're determined for it to be to net to net to be the big film that starts everything off determined do you think it's Um, weird i'm not even sure if it's the great choice do you think it's weird that chris nolan also seems very determined to make sure his films and cinemas and stuff like that and it's it's like oh we're gonna get the cinema stuff and it's like hey man hey man there's a pandemic on right now and you putting your (laughs) fucking weird time travel movie out it's just gonna cause all kinds of problems, Chris. But the thing is, you want to step when he down, finished, put your movie on fucking streaming so I can watch it in the comfort of my home. Because apparently, that is the way to watch movies now. It's so much more relaxing. The problem I don't is, listen to other people fucking chewing, fucking talking, shouting, children running around. I don't know what they'd be doing in Tenet, but I don't have to listen to any of that. I just have to fucking just I get to listen to nothing. It's just me and the movie. And I, I, I mean, I, I do miss the cinema a little bit, but part of me also just doesn't want to go back. Part of me is just like, I'm done. This is the way to do it now. I got a nice set here's up the, here. uh Here's the untold story, Scott, that you don't know. Tell me the is that at the end of the pro- Yeah, at the end of the production of Tenet, um, Christopher Nolan was like, right, guys, we did a really good job there. And I'm going to show my dedication to how f- a good job we do. I'm not going to sit on a single seat until the film gets released. <laughs> <laughs> That's... We're going to go... <laughs> and don't worry, guys. It's only in June. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's days away. That's all. <laughs> there's... Right now in the world, there's a, a, a crippled American-British man in his three-piece suit. Because he always is. Who's <laughs> just like, I just suit. need... <laughs> I just he's need to sit... <laughs> He hasn't slept in months. <laughs> oh, the casting's like, Chris, and that's the thing. for the love of God, nobody knows that you made this deal aside from a few people. Just sit down. <laughs> no, it has moment. to come out next month. I don't think I can go another month in this crouched <laughs> position. Christopher, no, no, why don't you just lay down? That'll be... F- no, it's compromising. <laughs> I can't compromise. <laughs> And if there's one thing I'll never do, it's compromise. I love that. The, the idea that you made it. He said he wouldn't sit down. Oh, man. I saw that shit because the, the actors were like, oh, like Anne Hathaway said in an interview that he doesn't let yeah. the actors sit down between takes and stuff like that, which feels like one of those goofy, like artist things of like well nobody gets to yeah. sit down because they'll lose the energy it's like all right man fucking chill out uh but but i, I imagine someone like i imagine someone like christian bale must be annoyed because they're like here man i'm in i'm in my batman outfit i'm wearing like fucking yeah. two tons of armor <laughs> can i not sit down <laughs> yeah he must be like look american psycho <laughs> you know i gave one of the best performances of my life in that movie you know what else i got to do sit down when i wasn't needed all right i can still do the job let me fucking take a seat this armor weighs like 200 pounds it's fucking hot as balls out here that, i was gonna say if, do you know if what that, film? If, if that terminator salvation rant if that had came 
Oh, if that was actually recorded on our Chris Nolan set, I'd be like, makes total sense. He's fuming because he hasn't, he hasn't sat down in days. <laughs> I bet he didn't have to sit down on Terminator. Like, in Terminator Salvation, he wasn't able to sit down. Yeah. Like, that's that's why it all happened. What else you got for me, Danny? I've got uh, a controversial topic that is, is sort of like... God. In our age range. Like, it's very important to our age range. And I've got a central question at it. So I'm not just bringing it up because, hey, let's have a chat about it. Um, because I feel like there's not a, too much that we can say with our specific demographics. Think- but of course, the big thing, the big thing in the new, like in sort of media right now is the whole JK Rowling I Roland knew that thing. was what you were going to fucking hit out with. Yeah, like, of course it is. Because it's like, it's so like... It's even if you're like, uh, if you're our age range, even if you weren't a Harry Potter fan, it still had an impact on you because it was such a cultural phenomenon yep. as we grew up. Um, and of course, if, if you must all know, but if in case you're living under some sort uh, of fantastic rock, um, to be sure, like if you're not this... on Twitter, potentially it's hmm. something that you could miss. Well, I don't know. I'm not on Twitter, but I feel still no, feel like it comes up. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? <laughs> uh, and especially if you're listening to your favorite Scottish po- film podcast and they happen to bring it up and yeah. you're like, whoa, I didn't know about this. So she's like, um, I mean, it's in summary, she's outed herself as a TERF, which is actually something I wasn't familiar with before all of this. Uh, a trans-exclusive radical feminist. And I don't think she's identified as a TERF specifically, but she has identified with a number of people who yeah. are TERFs and um, has said things that are quite radical and quite... Um, yeah. Uh, I, I Obviously, it goes without saying, I disagree with her. Uh, have you even read... Have you read her essay? I, I've not read the essay. No, no. I've um, kind of seen the tweets around it and seen some of the discussion around it. I've not read the essay, though, no. I, I've read it and it is it feels nonsensical it feels like it's like it, it very much feels like backwards justifying by which she has transphobic beliefs and has decided in retrospect to try and apply some sort of logic to it mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of like stuff that you're like that's nothing to do with anything you're talking about or some stuff that's trying to sound reasonable but is like so far out of the point it's ridiculous mm-hmm. Um, what are and it's some, led like, me actually kind of bullet point like did you read the full so you read the full essay yeah so I read the essay like, kind of it was a couple weeks ago things that you can that she said it was um, it was one that was like um, about um, the the first one was like teenagers who um, go through the process and regret it and I don't know the specifics, but apparently she's misquoting a t- t- statistic. There are some people who regret going through a transition that um, changes your gender, mm-hmm. but it's actually quite a minority. And mostly that that sort of um, the regret doesn't come from changing gender. The regret comes from um, doing it the, like the the, un, the pressure of being transsexual, right, like okay. the the sort of the ridicule. Now this is this is uh, I feel like this is a terrible thing for me to have gotten onto, um, because I'm I am as as well known a cisgender white male, uh, straight. So like I really can't advocate much. But I tell you, in a good point of all of this is that I have uh, gone out my way to learn more about the stuff that J.K. Rowling is talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some actually, if you look at um, up, there's actually some great YouTubers like who are like transsexual or talk about LGBTQ two like 
MT like topics really really effectively and I do recommend going out to see all of that because it's kind of widened my vision of like what it means to be transsexual and what it means to identify not just gender but like biological sex and I do recommend that um but my my main question on all of that because I'm thoroughly uneducated to be able to talk about all of that in depth my main question is do you think that will affect your like enjoyment of harry potter uh we i actually spoke about this with some people recently um and i think uh, i don't know it's hard because i i'm not i'm not the most um i'm not the most passionate person about harry potter in the first place really um yeah. like i have not read i've read the, i've read uh, i think the first three books maybe back when i was very young uh aside from that i've seen the movies you know love the movies like as much as the next person does uh watch them kind of every few years like if the mood hits me so they're the, the kind of conversation around i feel like there's i've seen some of the conversation around the whole it's that classic thing of like the art and the artist and are they intrinsically tied and i think there's been a lot of discussion with um when it comes to jk rowling that you know she is very tied to that you almost don't think of harry potter without thinking of jk rowling for me personally because i've not really read the books i've only seen the movies she never really enters my enters my kind of thought process when i'm talking about the films okay you know what i mean um i yeah it's hard like i said because i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not like i'm not a huge fucking passionate harry potter fan or anything so i definitely think now it will be something that when i rewatch, if i rewatch, it will be a thing in the back of my head i think the thing is like you know there are there are uh, there 100 are bands that i don't listen to anymore because of the shit that they have done there are filmmakers who i do not watch the films of because of the things they have done i think coming at harry potter purely from a person who enjoys the movies i think if i was to rewatch them again like i said i don't intrinsically really think of her when it comes to the films and also there are a lot more people involved in the films in a bigger capacity than jk rowling yeah. as opposed to the books where they are that is her brainchild you know that is her conscious being fucking spewed onto the page um so yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i've not i've not put a whole lot of thought into kind of that side of things i am i find i found that the the whole thing is so bizarre i think it must be it must it's 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 bizarre for a lot of people i think because our age like what you were saying because she she has had a she she has had a, a hand in the growing up of a lot of people our age she's probably she's probably like the single most influential person on on millennials yes like i can't think of anybody more like as one person who's had the most influence on millennials growing up Mm. like i just don't think a person more influential than that exists except chris nolan i never sit down um but um yeah no i i agree 100 percent, and i think I think the the interesting thing is that, yeah, she's had a big hand in almost raising a, a generation in a weird way. Yeah. But 
I would say, you know, for the most part, that generation has turned out very much like us. Very, like, you know, not to fucking blow smoke up our arses or anything, but like, who the fuck are we? But the two of us are both very accepting, very understanding people. And we don't really have any yeah. prejudices. Pre- prejudices. In fact, I could categorically say I don't have any prejudices towards <laughs> any other group or anything like that. And so, and I think, you know, I would say most people our age feel the same way because it's kind of the way that our generation has, for the most part, been brought up. And so it is It is odd that one of the people, one of the, like what you said, the most influential authors to that generation would come out and say these things that so kind of inherently go against what our, the majority of our generation stands for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it is going to be interesting, like, how much people kind of take a step away from Harry Potter. Like I said, I, I find it odd as well because Harry Potter is just not a big part of my life at all. Hmm. So I don't think I have the same input that, you know, I have friends who fucking not so much now but like when when they were younger like they lived for that shit you know what i mean yeah and it would be interesting to talk to them and see how they feel about it as far as i go in terms of the the content i'm i'm you know i'm not i don't think it will have a, a big impact on my life i i think that the interesting thing well not the interesting thing but the, the shitty thing about her is kind of some of the only stuff was there she she had a big she had a whole thing about transgender bathrooms and stuff like that and men using yes yeah. that was that was a the big second point of her essay yeah. was like um women wouldn't feel safe in women's spaces if trans women were also invited i always hate that shit because i always find that that is belittling it down belittling belittling the whole discussion down to the most base point where even your most ignorant person towards, you know, transgender, like, people who identify transgender, like, whatever, like, people who just are completely ignorant to that kind of thing, they they see that and they go, yeah, I, I don't want, I don't want a man dressed as a woman in, in, in my bathroom, you know what I mean? And it's like, hmm. well, that inherently is not the fucking discussion, but because you have belittled it down to this most, like, base aspect of it, you're gonna get all these fucking idiots riled it's, up. You know, do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a because it because it's the strangest thing. It's the it's the sort of keystone of this sort of big argument that have been of like it's like turf um, ideology is based on, but it's based on a, a borderline made up crime. Yeah, like a, a man identifying as a woman so that they can go into a woman's yep. bathroom to sexually assault her is the most it's like the most unnecessary step yep. because it first of all identifying as a woman doesn't negate the crime and if you're going to do that anyway it feels like the lesser <laughs> the, yeah. the the idea of going through the process of identifying as a woman seems like such an unnecessary yeah. step if you're the kind of person who's going to go in and sexually assault someone in the bathroom anyway it's such a made well, th- this up is, thing this is that's kind of what i was trying to get at is that if you if you you know if i say i'm for you know transgender bathrooms like all-inclusive bathrooms whatever and you come to me and you're like but what if what if a man dressed up as a woman 
and came into the women's bathroom with the sole goal of sexually assaulting someone then it's like right okay yeah you've just given me the most extreme example (laughs) of what could go wrong in that situation so why are we even having a discussion because i can't if someone were to do that you can't defend that you know what i mean no but it's like that's not what's happening and that's not the discussion but because you can fucking whittle it down into this just fucking thing that gets people who are ignorant towards it riled up it just it's fucking stupid and it's why people can't have conversations about this kind of stuff is because you have idiots like her fucking leading the charge she's a fool yeah someone as influential as her yeah like she she you feel like somebody with that much influence who's like that much money who's that that much of an influential person especially someone who's very proactive on twitter would be very self-conscious of their own influence Mm. like i would be if i was at that stage i'd be terrified to tweet anything because anything you say is like being consumed by a huge amount of people but then at the same time we live now we're living in a world where fucking you know donald trump can say whatever he wants on twitter and it's like no one bat you know people bat an eye but it's like nothing happens so it's like yeah, yeah why wouldn't fucking jk rowland just get on there and be like yeah i'm gonna fucking say whatever i want i don't like transgender people like you know what i mean it's just it's like and what you know what's gonna happen to her really nothing no no she'll she'll lose she, she's... Like, she, you know she'll lose <clears throat> a yeah. chunk of her fandom presumably but you know but n- not not financially i don't think financially no. she'll be affected i think the the people that are like who would actively boycott her for such a thing is such a minority they wouldn't it's make any difference group. i wonder if um this might affect the fantastic beast films i don't think they'll stop making oh, God, harry potter films yeah yeah well she's still a big influence in them i wonder if they'll try and make harry potter films in a different direction mm. whether they'll go well no one really liked the last fantastic beasts film and the person who was writing them is jk well that's Rowling. it because she's so much more heavily involved in the, in the fantastic beasts franchise isn't she than she was in the, mm. the harry potter mm. film franchise yeah exactly mm. so I, I don't know whether like maybe they'll start they'll wait a while and then they'll start making different harry potter films that oh by the way hit it's nothing to do with jk Rowling. it's just set in the universe yeah um they call it on the screen like when they're trying yeah. when the, you watch the trailer it's like from the mind of jk Rowling, but they change it to like from the mind of like someone <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> someone you don't know don't even think yeah. about it <laughs> don't stress. don't look her up on twitter or he you don't know <laughs> um i because I, I i felt like it occurred to me because i was like i was going through reddit and there was like you know how reddit has like a bunch of fan theories and stuff yeah. and one of them was on like harry potter and um i started reading it and then realizing that i felt weird reading it and i was wondering because I've, I've actually rewatched the harry potter films recently i on a side note i feel like the harry potter films are weird because i feel like they rely a lot more on this uh the again using those buzzwords cultural phenomenal then um then it's like healthy i feel like those films when you watch them on your own if you were to like give them to somebody who wasn't around during the cultural phenomenon i don't think they stand up as well as they should do yeah i don't know i don't know because that's what i was kind of getting at with the whole thing of not um not really associating jk rowling with the films for the most part is because like i love 
like the one I will say that I I do care about and stands above the rest. Like I love the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, but I love that for the most part because of Alfonso Cuarón and the kind of direction that he took it in and the way he gave it hmm. the kind of much needed shake up that that franchise needed at that point. Um, yeah, and just and just gave it his own style. And I'm always I'm always like immensely fascinated by big franchise films that have like a director stamp on them um yeah i forget she's even associated with that you know what i mean yeah well my my point was more that when i watched the films it was weird i i i realized but I, I was kind of getting it that i think that own. film stands on its own for the most part yeah yeah, I, yeah um but something like the death of dumbledore in the sixth film <laughs> spoiler like, um haha <laughs> In case you're you're listening to this, but I've never read or watched Harry Potter. In case you listened to this back like in like 2006 we... or whatever it was. That maybe um, um maybe like it's it, it isn't actually as bad as I think. But I feel like if you were watching them without watching them when they were released, the death of Dumbledore would mean a lot less to you if you just watched the films on their own. Because mm. Dumbledore is not as big a character, a character in the films. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like the death of Dumbledore in that cinematic moment, in that time when it was released, was a lot more to do with, like, even if you hadn't read the books, getting the sense of how much of an important character Dumbledore was and how much of a, a sort of, like, a big deal it was that he died. I feel like if you were, like, to grow up the generation afterwards and you were to watch just the films on their own, you would, like you wouldn't get the impact mm. a lot of the stuff i think a lot of the later stuff would be confusing because a lot of the later stuff i think relies a lot on like having a more sort of broader knowledge of harry potter even if again even if you haven't read the books just knowing some of the broader knowledge of it um so i actually don't think i, d- I don't know this for sure because i can't devoid myself of being part of the cultural phenomenon of harry potter when it first came out but I'm wondering, it'd be interesting to see someone watch them film those films on their own, because I'm actually not sure if they would stand up as well. Um, but that being beside the point, I felt kind of weird reading this fan theory about them and knowing that like they were intrinsically linked. Yeah. Everything, the whole fandom, was intrinsically linked to like J.K. Rowling. This shitty. And woman. another thing that, yeah, this shitty woman. Another thing that I, um came to my mind is that there's this big rumor that next year they're going to be releasing like a big video a harry potter video game set in Mm. that world and i was quite looking forward to that and i'm like would i still play that now Mm. is there like a part of me that still wants to play it is because there's definitely a part of me that feels guilty for wanting to play it because it is so because as you say it's just so jk rowling everything because she even after she finished the book, she just kept adding to the mythology and she's made Pottermore, which is just an excuse for her to make up more stuff and just like paste it onto the side of her mythology. So she's so like, you can't have Harry Potter fandom without JK Rowling. Yeah. So everything that's linked with that does feel it's linked to her. And it's kind of, it's strange that something that was so like impactful of our generation, yeah. like you might feel guilty for watching now. It's sad. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't judge anybody who still, I guess. No, I definitely would. Engages with it, or but. um, Yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm I'm really coming from a place where like it just it just doesn't mean that much to me, Harry Potter. So yeah. um, 
it's kind of hard yeah jk rowling is now just another kind of person on a long list of people who are just influential pieces of shit unfortunately you know yeah for me and it's like yeah i'll most likely i'll just jk rowling has had so little impact on my life that i'll probably just continue to live that way you know what i mean yeah um it's just a shame it's a shame that someone like her has had such a kind of negative impact after having such a positive one but um hmm. uh fuck her and hope she loses all her money i don't know <laughs> i mean she i mean she wouldn't it'd be nice if she did to like well i don't know because like people should like if people have these opinions it isn't right no to, like, I, I yeah tear well, down for I, him. Yeah. like she she she's a like i'd rather jk Rowling express these feelings than like have them but not express them i guess if that makes sense mm. Um, are you are you advocating the right to free speech, Danny? Are you are you exercising your Second Amendment, First Amendment? I mean, I <laughs> could J.K. Rowling I mean, carry I a gun I'm... as well. I had, <laughs> yeah, she can if she wants. You know, maybe she's got a lot of foxes to shoot. She carries a wand. There might be a lot of foxes on a on a castle. <laughs> um, Fucking Tory. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is as well. Um, I don't. I'm not saying that I advocate like it's is necessary. Like, an advocation from, yeah. for freedom of speech, but more of a like a. It's better um, we know. Yeah, better than we know like play into a lie, and then you know, years from now, it, after all this, it's like. Well, I mean, I guess it's still the hmm. same, really, right now. But I get what you I mean. It's better it's, that we know than don't know. It's strange for and that way people I, I can make up their minds. Yeah, I don't feel like she understands how much this is going to impact her legacy. Because I think in her head, she's like a a hero that's fighting against the masses. Um, That she's like the sort of... um, She's punching up at the the cancel culture and stuff Mm. like that. And you're like, you're literally a multi-millionaire who lives in a castle. You're not punching up at anyone. You're punching down. You have so much power and influence you don't even seem to consider it and like that's you punching down on a minority group you're not you can't in any sense of the word be the hero of the situation i feel like she thinks of herself as that and i don't think she realizes um unless she does come out and like ah i'm sorry guys i was wrong i'll do whatever i can to like fix it but i don't think she realizes how much of an impact on her own legacy she's gonna have yeah i don't feel like i've thought Uh, about jk rowling in a or I've uh, sorry, not thought, but like I don't feel like I've heard anything about J.K. Rowling in the past like few years that has been in a positive light. I feel like it's always quite negative. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how I like yeah. see her now. I'm like, oh, she's like the fucking weird author now who like posts a lot of you know dumb shit on Twitter. Um, mm. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of what I know her as now. Not the author of probably the best-selling book franchise of all time. Well, it's weird because it's a 180 from what everybody used to know her. Everybody used to know her as like a a retroactively woke person mm. who tried to cram a bunch of stuff of how woke she and always then right was. right at the end of it, she's just like, ah, she's plain don't like transgender people. And it's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird 180 of what she was trying to do before. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious. I don't know. I think, I think she has a lot of issues with like, 
like and this is not like in a, a necessarily negative way i genuinely think she has some serious issues of how she's seen in the public and i feel like there is this sense of trying to prove something in this mm. of like trying to like I, I i don't even know like it's like she wants to try and prove some sort of point um going from woke to being the most unwoke person yeah. against cancel culture i don't know like i feel like she might have some sort of issue with how she how influential she was which is i guess in some way fair enough because again she's one of the most influential people of our generation that's bound to fuck someone up mm. i'm sure in about two weeks there will be a number of youtube documentaries titled like the rise and fall of jk rowling yeah seems like yeah. a something that's ripe for picking on youtube <laughs> um should we but, yeah oh what were you gonna say no, no, no. I was going to say, like, should, do you think that? Do you think we can call it there for our 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 final ever video? Well, maybe not ever, but like our final lockdown video call recorded podcast. Yep, I think we can. We've we've done a lot on this journey. What have we done? We've watched five episodes. Is that Bloodshot? It? Is it five episodes? Yeah, I think we've, we've only done Bloodshot. Three movies and then three top like chat ones. So six actually. Bloodshot, Tank Girl, and the, um, the Disney Black Hole. Black Hole, yeah, Disney's Black Hole. Wait, wait. <laughs> um, which was your favorite out of those three? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Tank Girl, but then yeah. also, I mean, they all weren't tremendous. <laughs> Maybe Tank Girl. I feel like Tank Girl will probably be the one that sticks with me the most. I quite enjoyed Bloodshot for the most part, mostly because I hadn't seen the yeah. trailer, which is a big point of our discussion. Uh, in that Go back episode. and listen. But um, maybe Bloodshot. No, probably Tank Girl. Yeah. But maybe Bloodshot. Uh, I, might, I might go outside of that and say that my favorite was Black Hole. All right. You think you're I better think. than me? Yeah, I do, actually. It's good. But I, yeah, I do. I'm excited to watch movies with you. I think again. I'm taller. Uh, That'd be great. I think both uh, Bloodshot and t- uh, Black Hole. I think I fell asleep in the last 20 minutes and had to rewind back and <laughs> watch them again. Uh, so it'll and be usually nice to I'm have, there with a taser. It'll be nice to have some. I mean, I watched uh, Tank Girl with Katie, and that was fun. Um, so it's definitely more fun with a, a person in the room, some some energy. Aww. I suppose just watching these kind of shitty movies like by yourself it's not as fun <laughs> um but yeah it's it's been a treat i'm excited to see you again in person it's gonna be fun oh it'll be nice what a day we'll make of it uh my friend yeah, danny be but brilliant. um until then where can people find us people can find us in our homes i mean it's the last time i was gonna be able to say that That's so true. i thought i'd go for it um you can find us at Twitter or Facebook at Second Opinion. Um, that's second with two. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we call it there? Yeah. All right, enjoy enjoy your uh, J.K. Simmons, everybody. We'll see you next time. Enjoy J.K. Simmons. Bye. Bye.